0: Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig World and we are previewing week nine of the NFL season. If you're wondering who to start, who to sit, fantasyfootball.thringer.com. We have our rankings. We have a magic eight ball. No, that'll get us suit. We have a regular eight ball that will just tell you what to a do. A ringer eight ball. A ringer eight ball that will tell you what to do. If- you don't like what we say, even though, I don't know, it's our rankings. You think you went there to see what we have to say. Doesn't matter. FantasyFootball.30.com. You can click on the little positions, get a flex lineups if you want. We also, FanDuel.com slash RingerFFS. You have a contest. We've got our contest running on FanDuel. We're averaging the top five weeks from week three Come to Come on, 10.
3: play us. Only two more weeks. What are you afraid Take us of? us down.
0: Don't be a coward. It's free money for us if you don't play.
3: <laughs> free trophy.
0: <laughs> that link is also in the episode description. You can find Craig is Craig Krollbeck on Twitter. DK is at Danny B. Kelly. I am Danny underscore Heifetz on Twitter. Danny Heifetz on Instagram. I'm trying to answer starts to questions on Sunday mornings. Me, the, the eight ball, whatever you want. Week nine. Week nine is unprecedented. There are four games of the year this week. Generational. Which, it's the week of the year, some would say. Mm. I, the week of the, it's the week of the decade. We have the first ever good international game. We have Kansas City Chiefs home Lol, it's in Germany, against the Miami Dolphins at (laughs) 9.30 Eastern in Frankfurt. The Seattle Seahawks, DK Seahawks, are uh, at the Baltimore Ravens at 1 p.m. Eastern. Great game. The Dallas, that's an amazing game. Dallas Cowboys are playing the Philadelphia Eagles at 4.30, which is a sick NFC East matchup. And then the night game is Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals in Sunday Night Football. So that's crazy.
3: Whoa. All-time bad, significant other Sunday. (laughs) All-time. Hey, honey, sorry. 6.30 a.m. to about 9 p.m. I'm wrapped up.
0: <laughs> Mahomes, I, yeah, that, it, it is not counting the playoffs, but this is the, the craziest NFL day wall-to-wall like if for the regular season we've probably ever had. Like Mahomes at 9.30 in the morning, and then Burrow's going to wrap it up. Burrow and Josh Allen at 11.30. Are you going to get divorced this week, Craig?
3: TBD, you know, check in
0: with me. <laughs> Keep me in your thoughts. <laughs> for this actual game one Tyree Kill playing against the chiefs. Um, yeah. it would probably oh, yeah. be more fun if it was like in Kansas city, but I, obviously these two offenses are incredible. And then the chiefs best dolphins are the best offense in the NFL, lead the NFL and EPA per play and explosive plays and EPA per rush and all these incredible things. And then the chiefs are the other best offense in the NFL. And like last week against the Broncos, no one remembers it. No one can mm-hmm. think about it. Nothing happened. No, Mahomes was terrible. in one of the worst games of his career. And we're all just agreeing to just throw it out. Cause he was sick. Uh, a, a, like a league wide agreement to just pretend that everything's fine? Yes. Correct. Do you guys so like <laughs> look at this The Chiefs are like favored by one and a half points. Which side would do you want? Like would you do you think the Chiefs are gonna win this? Like Chiefs one and a half. Which side do you want of that, Craig?
3: I think I think money's gonna be on Miami. I think not only because of their like sexy offense and and they're they're just like a more relevant team right now. They're probably the most famous team in the league. Um but kind of like for all the, I, I'm going to pick the Chiefs because one, the Dolphins haven't beaten anybody this year. They haven't beaten anybody good. Uh, they beat the Chargers. I don't, I don't really count that. Um, and I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I think that a lot of team, everybody fades or everybody uh, p- puts their money on the team that had the, the great week before. But and and for the same reason, I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to pick the Eagles to beat the Cowboys, and I'm going to pick the Bills to beat the Bengals because I'm I'm going to fade the public on the team that just had a hot week coming into next week.
0: DK.
4: I think I'm going Dolphins in this one. I just think their offense is just too explosive. And I I feel like the way that the Chiefs' offense is working right now, it's just so disjointed and it's so heavily reliant on Patrick Mahomes, like pulling a a rabbit out of a hat every play, it just feels like. And so, um, I don't know, just kind of going with the obvious, I guess. I want the Dolphins in this one, but... It is interesting that the line... The, you said the line has the Chiefs' favorites? Yeah, yeah. the
0: Chiefs are favored by one... Well, it's a home game for the Chiefs, so, you know. <laughs> right. The Chiefs, like, where the Dolphins have been there longer than right, them. Right, right. Where are you? I actually think... I'm torn. I kind of think the Chiefs are going to win, but I think the Chiefs' defense is the biggest part of the game, and it's not really sexy to talk about the Chiefs' defense, but Steve Spagnuolo is the incredible defensive coordinator for them. And then I'm looking at all these numbers for Tua, and Tua, he has, like, the biggest gap in the NFL between when he's pressured... And when he's not, or at least like, I think the second biggest gap of like, if you can pressure Tua, the whole offense is thrown off, but they can't. It's like really hard to pressure Tua because he gets the ball out so freaking fast and throws it downfield because only Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle with a running start can get nine yards downfield in like the two seconds Tua gets rid of the ball. So the only ways you can hit Tua or if you get an interior pass rush really quickly or like really great blitzes or like you can rotate coverage enough to, to screw with Tua, the Chiefs are really good at that stuff. And I think Steve Spagnuolo is this incredible coordinator, and the Chiefs defense has been really good. And I, I feel like between Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, and I, I kind of just, the, the same way Tua is, I don't know. I feel like if you can throw Tua off with the pre-snap look changing, um, I feel like Tua has fallen into some traps this season. And I feel like Steve Spagnola actually might kind of get him. Mm. So I feel like Tua actually might have a pick or two. And I, I don't want to say a lot of sacks, but three sacks on Tua is like a lot.
3: Yeah, the difference in completion rate when Tua is pressured versus kept clean is there's a 37% difference in completion rate.
0: Wow. I feel like this is just kind of going to be a fantasy bonanza, though. Like, I think this is like the pass it. I mean, it's Germany, but pass it to the Italians game of all pass it to the Italians game. Like, like I, I really think that Mike McDaniel is the whole game plan will be around Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of amazing that the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. They won the Super Bowl and now the Dolphins are the Dolphins. Like, it really is one of the best trades. Did you see
4: that uh, Tyreek came out this week and said on a podcast, like, forgive me, I forget which one it was, but Um, he said that his agent was really just trying to put pressure on the Chiefs by doing the whole trade request thing. And they, he wanted to stay in KC, but then the Chiefs sort of like called that bluff and then they, and then he was traded. Wow. So that's wild. That's a sliding door moment for you.
0: That is pretty nuts.
4: I think so. Here's why I think, here's why I like the Dolphins. I think obviously Tyreek Hill can take it to the house on any given play. Raheem Mostert, extremely explosive running back. But I think also... Uh, you got Waddle who's come on strong lately too. And so, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like they have too many weapons. And then when I look on the other side of the ball, it's just, we're trying to find a weapon for Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? So obviously that's like very simplistic way of looking at it, but... I just don't understand how they're going to stop all these guys.
3: Also, the Chiefs, from a points perspective, Chiefs are one of the worst second-half teams in the, in the league. They're averaging 1.3 points per drive in the second half, which is only ahead of the Giants and the Cardinals in the second half. The Chiefs are averaging 6.5 points in the second half per Ugh. per game. 6.5. And, are- and they used
0: to be the comeback team. Like, the Chiefs yeah. used to be the most... Ex- the, my favorite down was Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter, down a touchdown on third and 20, because his line already had a holding penalty. And I'm like, all right, this is just like pure on a whole like unbridled creativity and now, and now mean, it's boring
3: literally less than a touchdown per second half right now the Chiefs are averaging so it's like if they get down if it's 21-7 at half uh I worry I feel like this is a game where the Chiefs need to get out in front and, and turn this into a shootout
0: I think it'll be a really good game I also the fact that it's in Germany it's crazy that this is like a great this is the first great game they've had in Europe because like usually they just kind of throw bad teams there but the interesting thing is it's a Chiefs home game but Chiefs fans are gonna complain the Chiefs wanted this game too like in Germany, because the Chiefs have like the marketing rights in Germany. And so they, you know, they have Patrick Mahomes, and they're like, Yeah, we're gonna because Germany actually they think there's more millions, more NFL fans in Germany than England. And yeah. um, so I, I the, the NFL, I have ever told you the story that I was in Barcelona like nine years ago, and I randomly ended up in a bar watching a Clasico, like the Madrid FC Barcelona soccer game, and I ended up randomly getting beers with the only other American there who was turned out to be a very, like a C-suite level executive at a very prominent NFL team. And this is like nine <laughs> years ago. Name and the team. <laughs> no.
4: I don't well, I don't know why, but this just feels like the most fits thing ever. It is, it is. <laughs> and
0: It's so Heifetz. He explained to me that the Rams were going to move from St. Louis to LA. They're going to try to put the Jaguars in London and then they're going to use London as base. They're going to try to put more games in Germany because there's so many, there's so much football fandom in Germany.
4: Did he tell you what stocks to buy too?
0: While we're at it? Yes. And then those things went down and up and it was the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but point being, uh, the Germany thing's a big deal. Like there's a reason they're putting Chiefs Dolphins and like good teams are going to Germany is because mm. all these teams see like a business opportunity there. So you guys are gonna have to get up earlier. Why does this game
3: have to be at six thirty Pacific? Why can't it be later?
0: I don't because I don't think they're gonna do the whole horse and pony show and just put it up against like freaking Steelers Titans. I don't know. To me, it's like
3: these games should be Friday or Saturday. And they should live alone and they should be on. They legally
0: can't put games on Friday or Saturday until after college football ends. What about Tuesday? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how, legit, how to. I, people I hate just Thursdays. I feel like you're don't just know.
3: losing so many view. I mean, uh, Germany's eight hours ahead of of California of Pacific time. It's like, put it at 11 a.m. Pacific. That's seven o'clock in Germany. Done. They
0: people should call you next that. time.
3: <laughs> you're losing
0: half the coast. That's all I'm saying. Seahawks, Ravens, DK. Yeah. Ravens are favored by six. Your Seahawks are five until you're in first place tiebreaker. Right? Is that offensive? S- six points? Are you surprised by that?
4: I think I am a little surprised. Why are they, why are they down so much in this one?
0: But we're asking you.
4: I'm, cl- I'm too close to it, I feel like. I feel well, like the you, Seahawks but are a good team. I don't do know. you
0: think Seahawks plus six then is a great bet?
4: Yes, I do.
0: What's the temperature check on the Seahawks right now? Uh,
4: the Seahawks are always, it's always funny because in a, an old tweet of mine kept getting retweeted on Sunday. It was like familiar feeling following another Seahawks win. Misery. It's just like every time the Seahawks win, we're all just like fucking miserable because it was so ugly and gross. And, you know, this was after the Seahawks beat the Browns and it was just like kind of an ugly game. Geno Smith was like throwing picks left and right. And by the way, Seahawks fans are kind of out on Geno Smith, which is just shocking to me. And it's like I'm getting it in both text messages and I'm seeing it on Twitter. It's like people are like sick of Geno. He has too many turnover. He has too many interceptions. First they in think- the division. I, five I was, they're literally in
0: first place over the <laughs> Niners like what are you talking about
4: I know well hey look I'm a Geno believer I'm a big time Geno guy and so I looked up some of the stats to kind of back up my love of Geno Smith and so here's just like a sampling and, and you mentioned that they're five and two first in the NFC West over the 49ers currently Miser- miserable fans um they are ninth in offensive DVOA 11th in points per game 11th in points per drive um, and then from Gino uh Gino Smith in particular, uh, you know, there are some stats I think that would paint him as like a middle of the road quarterback, but like at the but same time. But you're gonna time, leave those out because you no, like him. I'm gonna start with that. That's why I'm, <laughs> oh, okay. that's why I'm prefacing it. EPA for dropback, he's 12th. Um, yards per attempt, 7.3. That's 14th. Pass rating, 90.1, that's 15th. And I think the pass rating in particular is just like getting dragged down by the fact that he has thrown six interceptions this year, which is to me the most glaring and concerning thing about Geno Smith but everything else that you look at is like incredible 49.4% success rate that's fourth best in the NFL so he's just getting the job done consistently um his uh 7.6% off target rate is fifth best so he's very accurate he's putting the ball where he needs it and crucially he is one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the NFL his 41% pressure rate which is 28th in the NFL And he only has a 5.9% sack rate, which is 10. So basically his pressure to sack rate is one of the best in the NFL. In fact, he's fourth best in the NFL from basically avoiding sacks when he's pressured, which is obviously so huge. We've talked about it all year. When you get a sack, it's like a de facto turnover. You have to punt on like the vast majority of those uh, drives and you're three times as likely to score a touchdown on a drive that you don't take a sack. You're twice as likely to score points. Um, so obviously I think just his in his ability to avoid sacks, make plays. There was a big play last week that he, you know, scrambled away from pressure, was flushed from the pocket, like did a high step to avoid a tackle and then threw a touchdown and everyone's like, "We need to bring in Drew Lock." He threw two picks. Who's saying that? I have I'm not going to name names, but there's several people on my Seahawks group chats, just like my friend groups that really want him benched. Or at least at the very least, just they want him
0: benched. Dude, people are are calling for
4: Drew Locke. People are calling for Drew Locke. They're idiots.
0: You read the Geno Smith stats. Can I read you the stats from Drew Locke from the one drivey against the Giants? The one (laughs) drive he's played this year. Sure. Yeah. Um he had two completions and six attempts. Not great. Thirty three point three percent completion percentage, but sixty three yards, which comes out to thirty yards per completion.
4: Right. That's hard to hard to argue against that.
3: Kind of irrefutable there. Didn't Uh Geno Smith win comeback player of the year last year?
0: Did he? Drew Locke still has Sounds time right. to be eligible this year.
3: And then, so He won Comeback Player of the Year last year. Where he threw like 30 touchdowns, and now they're in first place after eight weeks in the division over the San Francisco 49ers. And everyone's like, we're good. Drew let's, Locke. Let's go to Drew Locke, who's <laughs> never done anything good in his career.
4: <laughs> it's where we are. You, you you nailed it.
0: But the Ravens' defense has been incredible this year. Like Mike McDonald, I spent Spagnuolo for the Chiefs. Mike McDonald for the de- uh, Ravens is one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. The Ravens' defense is like has been dropping like flies all year, but they've been fine. And I feel like if Gino can play, and if the Seahawks win this game, frankly, and you guys are still miserable, you don't deserve happiness, and I see why they took your basketball team. Wow, jeez. Well, that cut too hard at the end. Well. <laughs> but, all right, I, re- I retract that. Uh, aspect, how's but.
4: the Giants doing, Heifetz? They, well, when, uh... they, when they
0: win, we're not like... F- it's Angry. better. It's
4: better when Tyrod Taylor's in there. That's for sure.
0: Um, so when's he coming back? Hopefully that's soon. fine. I'm just. I I know I hit it. I opened a wound. That was mean. I, um, I regret that.
4: I know. I I 100 agree that Seahawks fans are like irrational weirdos, and I'm one of them. So, um, I get that. We have a reputation, and we earned it. Just say that.
0: So yeah, I think this is the best game of the one o'clock slate. Obviously, the Ravens have been incredible. The the Lamar is. I think I do think Lamar is the MVP of the first half of the season.
4: Craig, do you think he's good yet?
0: Craig, yeah, Craig I I think, I think <laughs> Lamar is good. Of
3: course, I think he's good. He's like a top seven quarterback in the league. But I I don't know. I I kind of feel like I guess if you had to give an MVP, it would probably go to Lamar right now. But I don't feel like there is. I don't think there is an MVP in my in my head yet.
0: I think that's there is not. I I do not think there is a player this year that has been so exceptional that it's you're Tyree like, Kill. I, the Tyree Kill himself was like look man I'm not taking MVP there's a player on our offense that's like more important than us and his name is fullback Alec Ingold. That was literally what he said this week. If
4: you're Alec Ingold are you offended by that comment?
0: No, I think he's it's so the best obviously
4: key, being best sarcastic. PR he's ever like got This
0: fucking fullback does, doesn't mean shit to us. I think Alec Ingold was like wow he knows my name. <laughs>
4: I, I just remember thinking like Alec Engle just catching strays over here. It's a funny. I topic. think Tyree,
0: you can give a receiver offensive player of the year, and that's that's good. We don't have to pretend a receiver's MVP, but he can get offensive player of the year. Was the last
4: non-quarterback MVP Adrian Peterson? Yeah, yeah. So it's been a minute. It's it's always quarterback. Yeah, it's always quarterback.
3: I mean, and uh, Devontae Smith won the Heisman.
4: There we go. Yeah. I saw this stat. This is pretty wild actually. According to Aaron Schatz from uh Football Outsiders or sorry ex Football Outsiders now FTN network. He said that the Ravens have the highest DVOA ever for a six and two team. So not the highest DVOA uh ever, but just for that record, is this is like the best Team ever that's had that record. They're like really ridiculously good, and no one's talking about it. This is like the uh, Craig. Who is the team they say everyone? No one likes to talk about them because they're boring. Saints
3: doesn't matter what the Saints do.
4: <laughs> the, no, it doesn't matter what the Ravens do. No one will think they're good.
0: Even the Ravens. Like the, the thing about Lamar's MVP thing is he's done it before, so it's kind of you know it's like oh we flips Lamar. They, the Ravens could rock the Seahawks, and like they're not going to get talked about because Chiefs, Dolphins, Bengals, Bills, Cowboys, Eagles. Like the Ravens. Lamar, Lamar can literally throw five games. touchdowns and be like the yeah. deep block. On Sports Center. Speaking of which, moving on from that. Cowboys, Eagles, 430. This game's wild. I think the Cowboys, since they got rocked by the Niners, they've been more aggressive. They've been blitzing more. So I'm, I'm very I'm really curious. Obviously, this is just like two stack teams. This is the beginning of this insane stretch for the Eagles, where the Eagles next seven weeks are playing the Cowboys this week. Then they go on bye. And then the Eagles play the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, the Cowboys again, and then Seattle. That's Damn. the next seven weeks. Wow. It's a gauntlet right there. Do you... If you have the Cowboys defense in fantasy, do you play the Cowboys defense? Do you just be like, they're they're the number one defense by far? They're You know, and like, I think... I should have... I I think they picked six hurts in one of the games last year. Like, part of me is like, they just create turnovers. Like, you're not trying to hold them under 20 points. But are you going to bench the Cowboys defense? I think I would, to be honest. I'm
4: not. I think, obviously, there's... You you could quibble about who you're going to start over them, and there's a few teams that you can start over them. But like... To me, they're almost like one of those players that does not matter who the matchup is. They're just like one of the elite players in fantasy that you're starting them, whoever they're playing, because they're so good at getting pressure and getting sacks and creating turnovers that even if they get scored on a lot, I still feel like they could still produce in fantasy land. So I don't know. I'm still starting the Cowboys.
3: I care more about what the Cowboys do in this game than the Eagles. Like, I think I know the Eagles are good. I think I'm still waiting to decide if the Cowboys are good. Yeah. Um, again, we've joked about this all the time, but you know they've pretty much played one normal game this year and it's against the Chargers and they won by three. Every other game has basically been that either lost or won by 30. <laughs> so, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, they let up 42 to the Niners. They let up 28 to Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. Both games they lost. So I, I'm much more focused on if the Cowboys can put in a solid performance here and, and we can all... Believe that they're real or not.
4: So if they if they put up a normal game, do you think they're real? And they like lose a close one. Yeah.
0: Okay. Still, what if Tony Pollard's still bad and they play a normal game? Then how are we going to pitch him as a buy low?
3: We'll we'll do is pitch him again next next
0: week. As always, <laughs> it'll <laughs> be
4: week fifteen. We'll be like the I normal don't know. games
0: are increasing. Pollard. Yeah. He's regression.
4: Due. Touchdowns are coming, baby. I think it's gonna be a shootout. That'd be fun.
3: Wait, let's let's we've been doing this new bet bit where we actually pick who we think is going to win the games. Who do you guys think is going to win Cowboys Eagles? I think the I eagles. Got eagles. Yeah, yeah,
0: me too. Which means <laughs> oh. we should all take the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Right? So, all right. Can I flip? That'd be great. That'd be a great bit on all the studio shows and stuff if they put up the graphic. But then you see whoever else takes, and you are like, I changed my mind.
4: So, do you, did you guys ever see uh, World War Z, the movie? No, with no, I,
0: I've seen the memes of so the one scene, the
4: Eleventh Man thing. It's basically. In the movie, Israel has this concept called the 11th man. If it And if it's anytime 10 people agree on anything, they have an 11th man come in and be like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> and so like, I think that's, we should just have the fourth man. Kai can be the fourth man, come in here. Every time we agree on something, we're like, okay, putting money in the pot and we're betting on the opposite thing.
3: <laughs> I love those studio shows. It's like, whatever, Fox or something. And it's like- yeah. Or it's or it's like the Monday Night Football one. It's like ESPN or whatever, and it's Chargers Bears, and it's like eleven people voting on the Chargers. <laughs> well, like, it's what
0: like is the, there's no spread either, so it's like the spread's like ten, and they're yeah, like, "I'm so picking like- the Chargers to win the game," or like, and we know. <laughs> yeah.
4: Thanks. The funny thing is, all of them are like two and five.
0: <laughs>
4: Everyone has like a terrible record.
0: We should do that though. Every time we agree on something, we just bet. We have a fund for the show that we bet the. Opposite. We just get the
4: fourth man jar, and then we bet. Yeah, we bet against ourselves.
0: Also. Man, you know, this game,
3: Cowboys, Eagles, these are like the only two good quarterbacks in the NFC now. If you go through the NFC quarterbacks, it is so dark. You have it's if brutal. you wanted to rank them, Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott are probably one and two. And then after that, it immediately drops to Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, Kyler Murray. One of those three is probably the third best quarterback in the NFC. You have Geno Smith, Matt
0: Stafford. Kyler Murray, by the way, hasn't played since the tour ACL, and that he's in the running with Goff. I think Goff has to be third. And then Purdy's fourth. Yeah, and then, like, probably. Torn ACL Kyler Murray who hasn't played in a year is fifth. And Daniel Jones with a neck injury is like sixth. Or Gino, sorry. Gino.
3: Well, Wait, where's Gino? Gino slash Drew Locke. I say, we do don't you- know.
0: Drew Locke's eight.
3: Matt Stafford without a thumb. I don't know. It's I mean, it <laughs> just, is so bleak.
4: Just Matt Stafford throw it with his foot. Thumbless, <laughs> Matt Stafford. No opposable thumbs. Just I mean chucking in, the ball with his foot. I want to see can, that happen. Compare it to like the AFC, it's,
3: you have Mahomes and Tua and Lamar and Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen and, and
0: Joe Burrow. I
3: mean, it's ridiculous.
0: It was bad coming into the season, and it is worse considering how, other than Rodgers, most of the quarterback injuries have been in the NFC. And then also on top of it, the, rook, the new quarterbacks who are playing poorly are the mm-hmm. NFC ones. Jordan Love's playing poorly for the Packers. Bryce Young's been unimpressive. And then like in the AFC, Richardson, when he played, was, looked crazy. You know, maybe it wasn't polished, but looked incredible. And then Stroud's been great. And so it's like just, it it, it is even worse than it was when we entered the season. Even our Lord and
3: Savior, Will Levis, although we don't know what he did against the Steelers. William D. Levis. Billy Jeans? You mean Billy Jeans? (laughs) Billy Jeans. Billy Jeans. (laughs)
4: Okay, that up- <laughs> is
3: so good. Billy Cheats. <laughs> <laughs> My God, that's good.
4: I want to interject for all the Carolina Panthers fans that are yelling at hyphens. I feel like Bryce Young has played a lot better the last year. He's weeks
0: played, better. Well, he played better. Well, he couldn't have played worse, but yeah, he's played better. To be fair, I think that Bryce Young's good. He just isn't the worst spot of all those guys. He's like, in he's a just, tough spot. Yeah, yeah. Like the Panthers, yeah. he's just, I, I think Stroud on the Panthers would look poor and Bryce Young on the Texans would look good. The Bengals, Bills are Sunday at football. I mean, it's weird. It's like the like last year they played the playoff game, and the last thing they were in prime time was the Demar Hamlin thing. So it's like you know, it's just kind of like there's just like kind of a weird era about it than being on prime time. But mm. the I I again I, I when they these teams actually finished that game and they played in the playoffs and it felt like the Bengals just kind of like rocked them off the floor. Like the the Bills were it's I, as Lombardi used to say, they kind of just showed you all the holes in your team. And I feel like the Bills left that game and they literally spent the offseason like licking their wounds. Like, all right, we need Dalton. They literally drafted Dalton Kincaid to get all the first downs they couldn't convert. And they just try to get more physical because they couldn't <laughs> run the ball. Like the whole offseason yeah. was about that game. And if the, be- the Bills don't win this game, I just feel like it's going to be like pretty depressing for Bills fans.
3: It is pretty crazy if the Bills didn't blow that game against the Chiefs where Mahomes moved down the field in 13 seconds, kicked field goal. Like, maybe the Bills win the Super Bowl and just like our entire perception of who the Bills are is com- and who Josh Allen is is completely different if yes. Mahomes can't get down the field in 13 seconds.
0: 100%.
3: I don't know. It's just like a weird sliding doors moment.
0: And also, I just don't feel like those Chiefs teams exist now without Tyreek Hill. It's like they, they don't have, they can't do that. But the the flip side is the Bengals. I think the Bengals win this game. Uh, the the line right now is Cincinnati yeah. giving two. I, I think the Bengals win. And like, the Bills totally could. I could be totally I wrong. I do too. I just... Which is why I'll be betting
3: Buffalo. fourth. Fourth man jar, yeah. We really do need the this. Is what I'm saying. Five D. bucks. If you think about like your your group chat, and it's like everyone's going to be on the Bengals, everyone's going to be on the Eagles, everyone's going to be on the I don't know about the Ravens, Seahawks, and everyone's going to be on the Dolphins, and that just immediately tells you bet the Chiefs, bet the Bills, uh, and bet the Eagles. But I think personally, I think if the Bengals win this game, I think I think they're going to become the Super Bowl favorite in the AFC over the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I mean, uh, At least like from in an insider
0: perspective. Or Super Bowl favorite, period.
3: Maybe period, depending on what happens in Philly, Philly uh, Dallas. But if the Bengals go back-to-back shutting down the Niners and shutting down Josh Allen with how good Burrow looked last week, like if they could do that again, this immediately becomes a team where, where you're like, I don't see any holes. Do you guys remember the SNL bit? The Stefan, uh, Bill Hader would come out of Stefan and he'd be like... Yeah. The New York's hottest club is, I feel like that is going to be the Bengals. It's going to be like, the yeah. NFL's hottest team is Cincinnati. This club has everything. A star quarterback, elite skill position, good O-line, de- solid defense, good coaches. Their mojo's back.
0: <laughs> like, this team Western has everything.
3: Yeah. We
4: got to get Craig to do a Stefan thing of the, the, the hot new team every week. This
3: team has everything.
4: They all, weren't the, the names were always really funny, like Scoosh.
3: Or it'd be, yeah, it'd be like <laughs> New York's hottest, Because he would just make it up. It'd be like New York's Splendash. hottest club is
4: hooah! <laughs> like Alfacino. Or he'd be like, New York's hottest <laughs> club is
3: Kevin. <laughs> With
4: oh God. It's good.
3: Anyway, that's how I feel about Cincinnati. If I, feel that,
4: I feel that way too. Yeah.
3: Everyone's gonna be in on him.
0: Time to get that out. Buffalo. All right, you convinced me. We should just we should just do uh, parlay with the Bengals and the uh, or sorry Sh- the Bills and the Cowboys. Should we just
3: parlay and- Chiefs, Cowboys, Bills? Yes, we should start tracking
0: 100%. the fourth band. This is good.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house, everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
2: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Uh, Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped. For any adventure with features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Here's what's weird, though. So we have this, like, incredible slate. And I do think wall-to-wall, it's, like, the best regular season day, quality day forever. Um, and it's, you know, people will probably break hear. up. Week of the decade. So all the good teams are playing each other. Like, that's just the theme. It's like 12 hours of all the good teams. But at what cost? And it's at the sacrifice of all the bad teams are also playing each other. It's This week is basically what Craig said about the Giants-Jets. These teams should play each other every week in quarantine. That's really what we have this week. It's a quarantine. All the bad teams are being pitted at each other. And in exchange, the price of your Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen and your dolphins Tyreek Hill versus the Chiefs and the Seahawks Ravens and Cowboys Eagles is Craig. Do you want to take us through some of the quarterback matchups? We, we, we definitely have or may have happily.
3: <laughs> so I'm going to even include Thursday night football, even though it already happened. Uh, starting with Kenny Pickett versus Will Levis. Then on Sunday, Billy Jeans,
0: Billy I think Jeans. you have to say the team names because with some of these people, you have no chance to know what team it's you're talking true. about. Yeah. All
3: right. So uh, <laughs> on Sunday, we have Vikings versus the Falcons, which is Jaron Hall <laughs> versus Taylor Heineke. All right. Those teams are 500, by the way. Jaron Hall versus Taylor Heine. Those, this is those a teams good 500.
4: Matchup. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, the, that's, <laughs> that's, a that's a great good. one.
3: Those teams are combined 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, We have the Cardinals versus the Browns, a.k.a. Clayton Toon for the Cardinals versus maybe Deshaun Watson or P.J. Walker.
0: Dude, someone bought tickets for their children thinking they would get Deshaun <laughs> Watson versus Kyler Murray, and they were getting, like, Clayton Toon versus P.J. Walker.
3: Um, we have Rams-Packers, which is could very well be Brett Rippon versus Jordan Love. Ah. Uh. Uh, we have Commanders Pats, uh, which at this point this looks pretty good. Uh, Sam Howell versus Mac Jones. <laughs> Sam, that's like
4: imagine a B thinking Mac Jones, like watching Mac Jones is pretty good.
0: That's that's yeah. the one where that's the one where there's no backup quarterback and the fans are devastated. It's like, oh my god, our starter's still here. <laughs> like they're so upset.
3: Uh, We have uh, Heifetz's Giants versus the Panthers, which is, uh, oh, sorry, Heifetz's Giants versus the Raiders, which is Daniel Jones returning from his neck injury (laughs) versus Aiden O'Connell and and the lack of Raiders coaching staff. There's no coaches on the sidelines, I believe, this week. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: just go out there and play, you know? You know what's so funny about it? The interim Raiders coach is Antonio Pierce. Yeah. is a legendary Giants linebacker that all Giants fans love because he won the Super Bowl for the... He's the middle linebacker when the Giants beat the Patriots in 2007. So it's a weird dynamic where all the Giants fans are like, hell yeah. I kind love of think the guy. Raiders
4: are going to be good this week. That's. My, Did you guys th- see that they're calling Aiden O'Connell AOC? This is, <laughs> <laughs> is going to be confusing. It's fucking <laughs>
3: hilarious. <laughs> but but you know, there's always there's always... The interim coach thing always works week one. When the coach gets fired the next week, team always wins.
4: Dude, I saw something today on Twitter and it was like basically some beat beat reporter for the Raiders was like, the offensive line is having an impromptu wrestling match in the locker room. And it's like, everyone's like, they're having the best time ever. (laughs) It's like when Urban Meyer left,
3: they threw a parade. Yeah,
4: (laughs) It's like all the kids, like when the teacher's not there, just on the top of the desk, like (laughs) partying and shit, like having the best time ever. Um, Oh my God. Okay.
3: Just rounding it out real quick. uh, We have the Colts versus the Panthers, which again, this is looking pretty good. Uh, Gardner Minshew versus Bryce Young. (laughs) And then finally, uh, again, another one. This is like an A minus for this Sunday. We have Bucks, Texans, Baker Mayfield versus CJ Stroud, which is like two Pro Bowlers this year.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Baker Mayfield. Actually, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now.
0: The quarterback thing is insane. I, I know we keep harping on this, but it—the it, list just gets longer every week.
4: Like, <laughs> no, I think I, that's like, the that's, thing. It's like we have like I, five guys making their first start this week.
0: I it, like it's like it, uh, Clayton Tune, Toon. Toonie? Literally, he was the Tune that is. Who, who Tune that is? The middle
3: like, class is really dying because Kirk Cousin getting hurt really fucked us. Because now we're like so, <laughs> and we didn't even include Zach Wilson. He's playing Monday night. It's like so. We basically have MVP candidates, and then and then. The lower class, of course.
0: You know where we're at. Here's where we knew where we're at. The Rams signed this week. I read this three times. So they so they have Stafford with the thumb injury, and then they have Brett Ripon, and they have signed to their practice squad a guy named Dresser Wynn. <laughs> they they just thought him out. He's been frozen since 1950. <laughs> yeah. Like the yeah, he was on the 34 <laughs> Chicago Cardinals, and then they unthought him like Han Solo. No, dude, they actually did unthaw him because he was in the Canadian. I <laughs> was well, like Austin League.
4: Powers, but yeah, it's just he's wearing like a it's fur what's chest. A, what's the shirt that has like all the, fe- the feathery stuff in it? Ruffled, the ruffled shirt. Ru- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some big medallions. and peace <laughs> medallion. Condoms are for sailors, man. <laughs> that's Dresser Win.
3: <laughs> dresser Win sounds like an Austin Powers <laughs>
0: character. Dresser Win, it does. Dude, Dresser, when I went to look up his Canadian Football League stats because he's in the Canadian League. Firstly, he went to... Uh, <laughs> he committed to Western Michigan in high school and he reneged and he went to University of Tennessee Martin, which, you know, that's mm. a scandal. Mm-hmm.
3: I can't... I don't understand this, folks. Why are we not drafting quarterbacks who just went to, like, a normal Big 12 school? <laughs> Get the guy from Oklahoma State. I don't care who it is. Just get that guy and make him the third string. We can't live on this Shepherd University, Dude, Tennessee. What is it, Tennessee? What? The UT, UT Martin, Martin Mountain Hawks. They're Come, the mountain on. Hawks. He's Come a on, Mountain Hawks.
0: Who's playing quarterback at Purdue? Get that guy. Mountain Hawks. The, so he went to the Edmonton Elks in the Canadian Football League, and I went. There's to look not up one dread- quarterback
4: in the United in the continental United States that they can get. Did
0: you <laughs> to go to well, Canada? He, it's actually better than that. I went to look up his stats. He never played for them. He was on their practice squad, and they Good cut him. God. From the, the Edmonton Elks cut him from their own practice squad, and then the Rams signed him. And I'm like, I know that he was on the Rams practice squad, but he went. He kept going back and forth from the Rams practice squad to the Edmonton Elks practice squad, and like, I, I'm not being hyperbolic. here. are like, that's crazy, right? <laughs> like that's a crazy thing. Yeah, man.
3: There is no better argument that quarterback is the hardest position in any sport because every year there's like six who are solid <laughs> and they can't find any others Dude, in the this, world.
4: Craig, there's something, really something to this. Do you know where Dress Taylor Heineke went? Where? Old Dominion. Yeah. yeah I, don't, you know I just where, don't get it. <laughs> do they not have anyone from USC that can play quarterback do, in the yeah, NFL? Like,
3: do, do, I mean, all the USC quarterbacks Alabama? have historically sucked.
0: <laughs> it's like Matt Georgia? Barkley and... John David Booty. Tyson Bajan with the freaking, you know, Shepard. I think, you know, I think the answer is, you know what, Colin, I, th- this is my actual guest, Craig. What Chris Collinsworth waxed poetic about, about, well, you know, just because he didn't go to a big school, but, you know, 10,000 hours, look at all the, actually, Tariko said that, but whatever. It's like the, the reps. I think that the quarterbacks who've gotten a ton, like four years of playing time at the lesser colleges right. have a higher floor of. I will not have seven turnovers in this game because I have taken a snap under center and you don't have to teach me on a week's note. Like the, some quarterbacks have been in the shotgun. They're like, they don't know how to take a snap under center. And I think like, you know, what I mean? if you've only played the 12 games and like, a, yeah. and I think the difference is like the coaches are just like more confident. They won't be fired for putting this person out of the field. Even if the ceiling is like not that far from the floor.
3: It's just shocking. It's like the opposite of the job for us where it's like uh, like our law firm only hires people out of Ivy
4: Leagues. And Stanford. The NFL is
3: like, well, we like schools no one's ever heard of for our quarterbacks.
4: <laughs> Some community college. Dude, dresser like, win. I, I look at it up. Contin- to continue this, Brett Ripon went to Boise State. I mean, at that point, Boise State is that's like, like a big time the most place. famous school yeah. in America. I know what color their field Clayton is. Clayton Toon went to Houston. Again, okay, okay. that's decent. Uh, who else is starting this week? Where'd P.J. Walker go? P.J. Walker went where, to Temple.
3: Yeah, Where'd Jaron Hall go?
4: BYU. BYU. That's okay.
3: a normal all one. Right.
4: That's a normal one.
3: Like, you know who's a good example of this? Did, did Minshew go to Wazoo?
0: Yeah. Fucking but do for, that. But from Mike Leach. But from Mike Leach. Yeah, yeah.
4: He. I, th- I want to say he started out of Alabama, though.
0: Dude, yeah, he was at Al- You know how he went to Washington State? He was sitting at Alabama. Mike Mike Leach was like, literally called. He was like, all right, son. You want to like win a national championship while you're holding a goddamn clipboard? Or do you want to come to play for me, try to make the playoff and lead the entire goddamn United States in passing? Gardner (laughs) Minshew was like, I'll do that. I know. I I honestly,
4: Minshew was like, I think already planning for life after football at that time. Yeah. And and then now he's like, dude, he's in the NBA or in the NFL. He's starting. It's crazy.
3: Like, you know who I like? Aiden O'Connell, Purdue. Love it. Was there for four (laughs) years.
4: Love it. The blue bloods of college football, you know, man, you're right though, Craig. This is weird. Like, why why can't we get a quarterback from a big SEC
0: school? Texas. Just give me the guy who went to
4: Texas. Give me anything.
0: Shepard? So, uh, Craig, you mentioned PJ Walker, and I, and we all sub with the Rams and everything. And I think that we we got to do a little segment here called "It's Just Now or Never." We got a couple quarterbacks. There's just, it's just, it's just now or never. It's like a pep talk week for a couple of guys. Like we got the Browns, the Browns who again have are spending the most money this year are playing the Cardinals who, well, the coaches and players are trying to win. The front office is very much trying to lose ESPN's Jake Trotter reported that Deshaun Watson was asked if he was going to play this week. And Deshaun Watson said, quote, he was not sure why put pressure on it. You know, he has been paid um, $10 million since Kevin Stefanski said that Deshaun Watson was medically cleared, Deshaun Watson's gotten $10 million.
4: He's been paid $10 million in like a month.
0: That's how it gets to get $46 God. million dollars a year. That's how it works. Cause like they're paid per, per week. I know, but like that's the NFL wild. calendar. That's still
4: just wild to you. He's gotten
0: $10 million that. in like, <laughs> du- you know, we're talking direct deposit. I mean, taxes. So it's probably half that. But regardless, he's gotten $5 million in the 30 days since so, Kevin yeah, Stefanski said so, it was medically cleared. Man, if they the can't be, if Deshaun
3: Watson plays this football game, And the Browns can't beat Clayton Toon.
0: (laughs) Like dissolve the Browns as a franchise. (laughs) Relegate them somewhere. Is it, is it's kind of like you, the Browns think they were going to be better than ever. And they'd finally be bad. And you get to the, like you're climbing the mountain and you're like, Oh my God, it's, we're actually at the bottom. It's like a dad
3: who like just bought his son, like an expensive baseball bat in little league. And he's like, Hey, listen, Tommy. All right. I didn't spend $350 on a Dean Marini bat for you to go. Oh, and four. All right. (laughs) I didn't drive an hour out to San Mateo for you to strike out looking with the $300 bat, all right? <laughs> I feel like that's how every Browns fan feels. Right. They're like, all right, Deshaun, we're playing Clayton Tune this week, all right? Lace
0: them up. Oh Dude, God. the fact that Watson threw, has thrown five passes in the last month and two of them went to the defense and one went to the offense is pretty brutal. <laughs> $10 million. Bucks. I, and it's, it's, it is possible. Hey, look, we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. It is possible that Deshaun Watson's right and that he shouldn't be playing with the shoulder and that the Browns screwed up the injury because they're the Browns. That's possible. Having said that, that's also crazy that the Browns have a $230 million quarterback and they just completely botched his shoulder, throwing shoulder. That's like the alternative, but it just feels like between everything going on, it's like, I do think that his shoulder's probably hurting him a little because he doesn't have the juice of his passes, but like he is, if you go at the beginning of last season, if you just look at every quarterback that had 300 dropbacks, EPA per dropback, there's like 34, 35 quarterbacks, so it's like the perfect number. He's second to last. He's only ahead of Zach Wilson. Like, he's literally been, like, throw for throw, drop back for drop back. Like, the worst quarterback in the league, other than the guy who were mad has a job. And he's the highest paid person. Not great. DeMarini bats. Less than ideal. Those East Bay magazines were incredible with all the bats. The best, man.
4: Craig, Craig described it as porn. Porn for middle schoolers. Although, I guess middle schoolers look at real porn, too. But, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were just going from switching back and forth. <laughs> DK, like, keeps forgetting that in you do not have to have porn magazines yeah. in the woods. Yeah. It's like, it's like now it's on the internet. And, you know, kids don't even have to dig through, like, I still, random dude, piles and trees. I still get people get porn. referencing
4: porn in the woods for me. This is, like, three years later that we talked about that.
0: I think it was this year, but I yeah, I got... What's, it that was, was this cr- year? Feels like I don't a long know. Time that ago. Was, for DK, the you, history, you no live kind of
4: close to the woods, don't you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. What are you hiding? I mean, I'm
4: in a neighborhood. So, rel- a- I guess, relatively close to the woods. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, just to recap... Back in the day, in the 1990s, before the internet, uh, there would be like porn magazines hidden out in spots in the woods that you could go look at. It was like your friends would hide a couple of magazines. You'd go out there and when you wanted to and look at them. And that blew fits and Craig's minds. It did, to be honest. Where were they? Were they buried? Like, how are they presented? Uh, they're like, in you know, like like you could put them in like a. Box or something, or like a plastic bag. I don't know.
3: You know, like on the street, how sometimes there's those like little setups where there's like free books, and it's like take a book, leave a book. <laughs> yeah. not, like mini
4: libraries. <laughs> that part, was in the woods. It's like essentially the same idea. Yes. There's
3: a shoebox in the woods somewhere? <laughs> fourteen-year-old boys.
4: <laughs> I mean, like practically speaking, it's the exact same. It was like thing. just yes. like
3: a collection of fourteen-year-old boys <laughs> across the neighborhood stealing their dad's magazines. It's like a whole
4: network. Yeah. <laughs> just like uh you know they got now they have like the shoplifting uh you know networks and and everything and back in the day it was just porn that was like what we trafficked in <laughs> different time yeah you had to work harder for porn back in the day these kids have it so easy i swear to god you know what you're right about that <laughs> <laughs> thank you craig
3: <laughs> like, you're 100 right about that they do have it too easy <laughs> I yeah, guess gold, I did too. The golden age of porn right now. It's just so easy to see. It's a joke. <laughs> but I, I guess I have it said I are the same. I mean, we came up in the internet age, so I guess we we can't really bitch, but you're right. Summer
4: children. <laughs> Sweet summer child, yeah. <laughs> in my day, child. you'd have to fucking go out to the woods in the yeah, snow. So what'd you do in the winter? It's dark. You have to bring a flashlight, you know? There's snow? What'd you do when there's snow? Just wear mittens. Yeah. I
3: maintain <laughs> I maintain that the the biggest like back in my day thing that, that we're going to have to tell our children is that we had to sit in a car and drive with our with our hands and stare forward and actually like operate the vehicle. And, and your think, feet. And I <laughs> and, and, and both our feet.
0: hands and a foot.
3: It's like playing the piano. And I think they're gonna be like, Holy shit, what did you do for six hours driving from LA to San Francisco? And you'd be like, nothing. <laughs>
0: And you're like stared <laughs> Stare. in front of you and they're like, what? Listen Stare to a podcast. Road. Is that yeah. healthy?
4: They're going to be like, that's insane. Yeah. Do you guys know how to drive a stick? No. no, That's a generational thing. That's like a lost language. That's over. The, le- that yeah. le- the language is Latin. That's like Latin. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So that's, no. <laughs> we
4: have to teach our children specifically to drive a stick just in case someday they ever, ever end up behind a stick shift, you know? They won't. It's kind of fun. I got to be honest. It looks cool. It yeah. looks very, very masculine. It's like cigarettes. <laughs> it's like it. It looks cooler. Totally. Yeah. Dick Hammer probably can drive a mean stick, dude. On oh, Dick. Yeah. All right.
0: On the subject of Dick Hammer, who's Sam Donald's grandfather. Dick Bong. Who? Dick. Dick Hammer. Sam Donald's grandfather, who um, has had a crazy life, almost as crazy as Dresser Wynn. And we're talking about how he was on a show <laughs> as a firefighter, and then like left who, to become a real to firefighter. To be clear, has
4: been. Reanimated from being frozen for
0: fifty years.
3: Tresser Wynn is, I, be- I believe, twenty three years old or something, <laughs> right? So,
0: my brother, who's a firefighter, texted me. Steve Buscemi was an FDNY firefighter in the eighties. I knew that, yeah. and really? then became an actor. Yeah, and on nine eleven or on nine twelve, went back to his fire station at FDNY and rejo- rejoined his fire um his fire department and searched through the rubble of nine eleven.
4: Wow, I did not know that. Yeah.
0: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, pretty cool.
4: So he's, he's the, the last version of like the Renaissance man who did a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, honorary. Yeah, wow. honorary Cloyce Box, Steve Buscemi. Nice. Has there ever been a firefighter to actor
3: since Steve Buscemi? I doubt it. How many have there ever been?
0: Dennis, did Dennis Leary actually do it or did he just play one on TV? I don't know.
4: Again, you guys know I'm bad with names, so forgive me. But the guy who is uh, the new Darth Vader, or sorry, the Ben Skywalker, what was his name? In the newest movies. Oh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. He was a Marine Corps. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of oh, similar. There's, I, I mean, there's sense. cool ones. Like Harrison
3: Ford was like a, like a woodworker. He was
4: like a set builder. But he just had, that, he that was tracks. just oozing sex appeal. So they're like, we yeah. got to put this fucking guy in a movie. The director was
3: like, I can't stop staring at you, man. <laughs> 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 I <don't> know.
4: want to be in the movie. And now Harrison Ford, all he does is crash airplanes every once in a while
0: crazy Wait, a couple more games I want to hit other now or never guy Jordan Love for the Rams I mean you mentioned Sean Watson if he plays or he doesn't that's weird but if he plays a Clinton Clayton in the Cardinals Jordan Love it's been terrible the Packers are on a four-game losing streak they're like second last in like first half points over the last five weeks the Packers GM is publicly saying oh they're like you're gonna resign him and he's like yeah we'll see right it's important 10 games and like if he if Matt Stafford doesn't play this game and Brett Ripon and dresser win are the two players <laughs> Um, God God like where uh, oh uh, like, Stafford does play with a thumb. That, what like, if dresser barely works, wins like, starts? Jordan like Sean at, McVay,
4: I feel like he's going to do this.
0: I, is- I actually think it's the opposite. I think Stafford's thumb, there was like a weird dark period. I think Stafford's thumb. Okay. And even if he doesn't play this week, he'll come back after the bye. I think Stafford's thumb is all right. Stefania Bellity has been wrote a great breakdown of it that basically he has this repair thing in his thumb mm. and they were had to, they probably had to check if it like broke or not. And they're like, yeah, right. it's fine. It's just like a pain tolerance thing.
3: Ugh. Jordan Love at home favored mm. against the young Rams defense and dresser win.
0: <laughs> dresser win being an employee, even if he's not active, is just so embarrassing. No offense to dresser, but <laughs> geez, like, <laughs> his stop dresser. Saying that. we have to figure out <laughs> why his name's dresser. It's where he was conceived. What? Okay. Okay.
4: <laughs> On the dresser, get it?
3: Well, actually, DK, if you look at his Wikipedia, he was born in Dresden, D-R-E-S. So maybe he was conceived in Dresden and they were like, dresser.
4: Wow. Really? Yeah. Wait, so is he German or is he just?
0: No, it's Dresden, Tennessee.
4: Dresden, Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He went to Dresden High as well. We were talking about Germany. You know, the other thing I have to be accountable, the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels this week. And a lot of people got the push notification while they were listening to the show <laughs> on Tuesday or that we released <laughs> Wednesday where we I said that all the time. There's no way that um, the Raiders have the money to fire Josh McDaniels till the end of the year. And uh, yeah, and then they get fired him. So they go Mark Davis did a GoFundMe go and the Raiders fired McDaniels. And some pointed out the Raiders fired the coach, the their GM benched the starting quarterback for a rookie from Purdue, still favored over the Giants. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Uh, it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, so, get, sorry, that,
4: get New York out of my face.
0: Yeah. So that is get them in
4: Bennett's. the
3: Jets and trap them in the Meadowlands <laughs> and have them play every week.
4: <laughs> I never want to watch a New York team ever again.
3: Put them on at six thirty a.m. Pacific
0: and send them to Germany, permanent Germany team. The Josh McDaniels thing is funny.
4: Why yeah. did it, dude it, that's crazy that it came out this is the first time we're talking about it I guess this it came out at like 10:30 Pacific time <laughs> like that's just wild that talk about you know a news dump
0: is it a news dump if it's noteworthy the time that you released it and you wake up in these coasts and you're like oh my god they did this last night nah uh, I feel like news dump only makes sense if it's Friday night
4: it's funny to me that new, like a news dump is even a thing it's like as if people don't have the internet I yeah, know. it's definitely it's like a free <laughs> internet thing. <laughs> like um everyone still sees it. You know, it's just we don't we're not at work and when we see it, I guess. I
3: feel the, like the only other way you can news dump is when like you know that you're about to have a scandal and you wait to release it yes. like right after somebody else has a scandal.
0: Yes, that's they definitely you can actually definitely see all these things that they kind of like let something fly. Now around. would be a good
4: time to like yeah. announce something crazy. Yeah.
0: The Josh McDaniels thing is funny though, because I I just Tiki, you asked me the other day like why did they think this would work? And I'm like, it's just well, it's the other way around. It's like, how do you get the job? And I feel like if you go in and are honest, like, hey, Mark Davis, I know you made the playoffs, but you have no chance of competing with Patrick Wimps this roster. You missed like every draft pick for four years, basically, except Max Crosby. And this team isn't good. You're gonna have to rebuild and then, you know, hopefully year two, maybe probably year three, then you'll be competitive. If you have to get a new quarterback and then Joshua McDaniels walks in and's like, Yeah, we got this is easy. Like, you can totally compete. Who wants to come in here? You have no chance of competing like, with it's your just, divisional it's rival like, you hate for two years.
4: Truly just a snake oil salesman, you know.
0: The Giants did the same thing. They hired Dave Gettleman because he was like, yeah, just extend Eli. We still got this.
4: Gettleman. What's Gettleman doing these days? Uh, He retired. He's just hanging. Just watching the chaos he unleashed on
0: the world. Forced to retire. (laughs) Retired without cause. (laughs) All right. We have a contest over at Fandle. Fandle.com slash Ringer FFS. Or as Craig would say, URL is in the episode description because one remembers things, as Craig would say. It's running from week three to week 10. We're av- taking the top five scores, averaging them. Play with us. We're going to send the winner a trophy. There's money. There's pride, championship attitude. And you also you can just play with us and beat us. Mm-hmm. Who are you guys building your teams around this week, DK?
4: So here's the stars and scrubs. Short, uh, short version of the story. Alvin Kamara is my star. I think he's going to catch about 25 passes in this game. Um, and then my scrub... This is coming out of left field, I think, probably. But Devin Singletary for the Texans, who is he has been playing a whole bunch more the last couple of weeks for some reason. I think this team might be losing a little bit of confidence in Damian Pierce, which is devastating to me personally because I love Damian Pierce. But um, it's been more of a 50-50 split over the last couple of weeks. And it's looking like Damian Pierce might be trending towards not playing this weekend. So I just got in while Devin Singletary is still very, very inexpensive. I
3: went with A.J. Brown, because I'm sick of not being a part of the AJ Brown experience, and I'm <laughs> I'm finally ready to enjoy the fruits of his labor. Um, I also went with Jalen Hurts to pair him up, and then for for a scrub, um, it's it's not really a scrub; it's like a half scrub. I, I'm Tony Pollard and Nico Collins are two really talented players who have had a couple slow weeks in a row, and I'm basically getting talent for as cheap as I can. And I f- five weeks ago, these guys would have been like three thousand dollars more. So I'm going with the two of them. Also really cheap. Pat's defense against Sam Howell. I'm doing that as well at home. There you go. Uh,
0: Yeah, I want to echo what Dika said about Alvin Kamara. So the the Saints are playing the Bears and the Bears. I mean, if you watched uh, that game in primetime, like the Chargers kept checking down Austin Eckler. The Bears play this kind of soft zone where you can just, the the Bears have given up the most fantasy points to running backs in the receiving game. Like they've allowed five receiving touchdowns just to running backs. Eckler
3: at 100 yards receiving at halftime.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so out, and then now they're playing the saints who the, their only offense between the twenties is just checking down a Camara. I'm not kidding when I sit like the, if you, be, the over under on Fandle sportsbooks like four and a half or something like you can bet Alvin Kamara for enough catches. I'm not kidding you. I think he'll have that in the first quarter. And I actually think, I I, I think that there is a, like a, uh, it is on the table that I think Alvin Carabao has literally the most catches of his career in a single game. And I keep wondering if he's going to have three catches per quarter. Like, I think I, I, I think I would bet the over and the over under up till 10 on catches for Camaro this week. Wow. And then the flip side is Patriots-Wash... Pop Douglas, baby. Washington defense. Yeah. So two top defensive ends. Oh, yeah. And someone's got to catch passes, probably. Probably? I think so. I, I mean, that's that's like the fifth best game of the week, probably, Commanders-Patriots. It is, really. DK said that too seriously, and now I actually want to ask. I almost let it go. But, like, you don't actually believe that, right? No. No. What? Is, what is the fifth best game of the slate? Um... The only, yeah, on reason, the
4: only reason Heifetz that I even got a glimmer or flicker of excitement about this game is like I feel like Mac or sorry, I feel like uh Sam Howell is just kind of like a chaotic quarterback and he's a little bit fun to watch because he just He is he'll just yeah. huck it deep, you know, and especially last but, week like they were pretty feisty against the Eagles. I don't know. That's why I I mean, it's
0: fun to watch in like a car chase way of like this could go wrong right. any second. It's like a puppy I'm watching him run around, run into things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just, just bounding like a, about, a, a, yeah. a puppy rounding the corner at full speed and just like clipping the the dining room chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Sam Howell. What is
4: the fifth best game? Damn, Bucks, I think it's Bucks, Bucks Texans. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah,
0: all right, that's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Jack, for help behind the scenes. Thank you emails at, at gmail.com Fantasy courts trivia questions, NM and them in a number. Just general. Just send us whatever. More names. If anyone can figure out why he's named Dresser, please email us. If anyone finds the answer to that or other weird quarterbacks who went to colleges, thank you, Lauren. Lauren, thank you, Luda. Oh nice. damn! Wow, that's cool.
4: <laughs> thank you.
3: Is Luda the, the most successful rapper turned actor? No, Luda Cool J. It's LL that's LL cool a good J. question.
4: No, but. Well, the LL Cool I I don't think fast... ever got as big, you know? Like he's How been many fast... more longevity, yeah. maybe.
0: I mean, no one's ever put it this way. No one's ever had it come up as an actor because in the first Fast and the Furious, Ludacris is like the guy who puts nitrous in your cars. And the third one, he's like, I'm hacking into the Department of Defense. Give me <laughs> yeah. two seconds. Isn't Common's pretty big? Common. How I'm... many of the uh, Fast and Furious movies is Ludacris in? Is he in like, not like... I want to say he's in every single one. I think he has to be though. He has to be the biggest because other guys have done more. Like yeah, like Ice T and but like that's the biggest thing in other than Avengers, like that's the biggest thing in Hollywood. And he's in nine of them. He's like the it ten. He's the sixth
3: biggest character, like maybe in any movie. LL Cool J is like like kind of like
4: on the poster, and he's been on of, that for like fifteen of years. L-
0: the NCIS L A, like what? Yeah, NCIS.
4: If we're if we're doing that, isn't uh Ice T is in SVU? Yeah.
0: I think yeah. Ice-T is over LL Cool J. I'm fine with that, too. Wants... I'm fine with that, too.
4: By the way, Ice-T, the best follow on Twitter. Really? Yeah.
0: Dang. Why? What is he just funny? Yeah, he's just what, funny. What is he funny? Yeah, what is he funny? <laughs> Dude, have you ever seen the John Mulaney bit about Ice-T and, and uh, Law & Order? No. Oh, <laughs> I have. The, the John Mulaney bit where, like, Ice-T is just, like, disgusted every time that there's a case. When he hears the details, and they're like, "Dude, you work here. Like, you do this all the time. <laughs> Dude, this is this is the nature of our work." He's been on El Koolj has been on NCIS for, since two thousand and nine. Yeah, I think he he's clearly above El Koolj, and it's just a question of whether Ludacris on Fast and Furious is like all that's right. just a bigger. Thing. I'm sure we're missing
4: but, someone very obvious, by the way. So email us in who who we're missing.
0: Fifty cent, what he had, what four brothers?
4: That was like
3: yeah, fifteen years what, ago. I'm trying to think, what's his big acting? I don't even Roll. know. Oh, he wait, was in a, dude,
4: he was the in person we're missing is Ice Cube.
0: Oh, I, I said that.
4: I already said that. Oh,
0: oh did you? well, yeah. You should have said it again because he's definitely the answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ice Cube's so big yeah. that he's, he put his own son in the movie about himself. That's how much cloud he has. Wait, what
4: is, what is the category that we're discussing?
0: Rappers became oh,
4: okay. actors. I was wondering Ice Cube if it was like is a, a really good one.
0: It might be Ice Cube. He has to be because he's, he's headlined like 10 movies. That's a different thing.
3: Yeah. He's like headlining comedies. He's like headlining family yeah. comedies,
0: dude. My yeah. like ninth birthday, we, I think were, we are went we to there see, yet? Uh, yes, <laughs> it was great. I didn't
4: actually see that, but I I still feel like we're missing someone extremely obvious. Ice Cube's I probably
3: think Ice the Cube one. Uh, looking at net worth, it goes Ice Cube, and then my boy LL Cool
0: J. What about
4: then Ice T. Will Smith does not count. Then Ludo.
0: No, he was an actor who
4: rapped. Right. Okay. Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Justin
3: Timberlake. He's not a rap. Mark Wahlberg technically rapped.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think that actually Is it true? in Mark Mark the funky bunch. Yeah.
0: So what he we call literally true and spiritually wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: a performer. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I put him in the Coming performer after Wahlberg.
0: category. Yeah. Okay. Dude, you know what movie was fucking sick was Triple X. Oh yeah. The Original Vin Diesel and then even the Ice Cube one, was dude. On, it always so it trips me right. out
4: that Vin Diesel gets credit in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, <laughs> I think he's Groot. Wait, have you ever he's seen the video, him, like, the video of him
0: like doing the video of him saying, I'm Groot? He's Groot, like, him. just like a three minute YouTube video of him just like, Groot. I am Groot, like a hundred different ways. Is it's he so just ridiculous? Is
4: he just like in the scenes doing Groot motion? No, he
0: just is the voice, he's literally so they don't just will pay him voice. to do the.
3: Stop me. He's, not like for he's probably race. made. He's probably made twenty million dollars saying, "I am Groot."
0: <laughs> I am Groot. I'll think about oh that. God. Is, Great it, work. We should
4: like maybe make a list. Like, what do you think the easiest money of is all that? time? Has, is that? of all that, time. Is, has ever that been. will
0: never get beaten. Vin Diesel <laughs> getting money. I, uh, he, even, he had two lines. I'm Groot? He had two lines, and one of them was his character. So his character's name Groot. You have two words. I'm Groot. Like nothing could beat that. Other, I'm Groot. Other than literally like
3: like getting money passed down to you from your parents that is
4: the easiest easiest way to make money money. of all time yeah
0: here's an hour you can say did they even need him again for the other movies you know what I mean he just does that once for a hundred times just reuse it
4: yeah here's it's like
0: even Baby Groot like I'm sure they just like modulated his voice like I don't even know if you have to read again they're like hey should we bring Vince back and they're like for what
3: yeah it's like we're not paying him more to come in and say the same shit over and
0: over I'm Groot the other one, it's great. It's just the waka flocka doing all the wakas and the flockas. Bow, 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 bow. bow, bow. <laughs> That's a great YouTube video. Check that out. All uh, right, he's lost. All right, bye everyone. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, one 800 522 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call one 800 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8HOPENY or text hope HOPENY in New York.